0: Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode twenty-eight of the Nomads of Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon. I am your host, and I'm also here with Eric. Naughty children never get presents. Ooh, wow, yeah, hell yeah! I did not see that coming. <laughs> that was um, great. And Dave,
1: come with us, and you will see this our town of Halloween.
0: Hmm. You didn't want to Classic. say was that part of was that part of the song or it is part of the song.
2: Say? You should have sang it. Um, most most of the quotes no. are part of a song.
0: <laughs> uh yeah and uh, and then they have special guest drew from drew versus the world what's up buddy what's going on
3: nice work bone daddy <laughs> yes i love yes. that quote he knew it's a good one yep.
0: <laughs> uh yeah so today we're gonna be talking about the nightmare before christmas a disney flick does anybody know the year? I don't know offhand what year this came out. Nineteen ninety-three. Nine, one 90. year before I was born. Ooh. Oh, okay. This is a Tim Burton flick. Uh, Drew picked this, so I, I got to ask Drew, why did do you want to talk about this movie before we get into anything else? Like, why did you want to talk about this movie?
3: So first thing, it's a Tim Burton written, mm-hmm. but it's not directed by Tim Burton, and that's another. That's one another good. Act about the movie secondly okay. it's one of my favorite movies because it crosses genres and also crosses um crosses holidays so i well, used to watch it on halloween and then i used to watch it on christmas and i'm a big <laughs> huge fan of claymation Like, I don't know if you guys remember the Disney used to do these little segments where they went behind the scenes of a lot of the claymation movies. And I don't believe this was one, but it was one of the things that really got me interested into this movie because I also liked um, one of my favorite movies of all time is A Year Without a Santa Claus. So I'm all into the claymation world.
2: (laughs) You guys don't know A Year Without a Santa Claus? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? I don't. No. Are you fucking kidding? I said the, the baby every Christmas, man.
3: The baby new year. There's a, there's another one. There's uh, um, uh, right well, no- there's, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nose There's Yep, there's Rudolph. There's a baby new year. Wait, one. For I forgot it? the movie. Wait, um, and that's it. I, I can't remember.
1: Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's the California Raisins Christmas claymation special. That's the
2: one there's that I was go to. Bad. That was great there's There's also yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're without a santa claus and santa claus is coming to town is that other
3: one that's the one yep Yep. Uh, yeah okay classics these are these are like 1958 or something like crazy like is that what they were called i guess i just i i can picture
0: them because they have a very specific look Mm -hmm. i know the rudolph one yep but i mean same style is it the same style though i same style of animation that's like Standard definition versus what we're about to talk about, which is like well, this 4K. is thirty. This, this is
2: thirty plus years later. You know, well, those, those I've seen though,
1: though the Heat Miser and the uh, Ice Guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I man, know those yes. ones. Uh, okay, I think those were Hot, oh, those were technically nice, clay. I thought that was like puppeteering or those are know. classic. They're all they're it's all stop, stop,
3: stop motion, motion. Yeah, yeah, stop that would motion
0: be stop animation. Motion. Yeah. Yep, yeah, those are okay. good. Those are classic.
3: Rudolph came in nineteen sixty four.
0: Oh, yep. Okay, yeah. Which well, so that one, that one's probably the biggest one out of them all, right? Like that's the one that I think most, most popular. People are... yeah. 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 Okay. Silver and gold and all that shit. Okay. <laughs> well, well, hold on before. All right. And well, I like to kind of catch up with everybody's been up to. But Drew, real quick, just before you know we get into that, I you know just to let everybody know what's going on. You have a podcast, Drew versus the world. What um, well, real quick, just what's that show about? In case anybody's interested in learning more about what you got going on on your side.
3: So, each and every Monday, um, I have guests on who are changing the world. And through their success and their failures, I allow my audience to become world changers themselves. So, each and every week, if you listen to Drew vs. World, what I want everybody to take away is a little tidbit to improve their everyday life.
1: Hmm. Well, that's Sounds nice. like an incredible I like show. I will just- <laughs> listening to guys talk about movies or actually yeah uh, <laughs> I know so that's right cool. I, I, I will not be on that show
0: <laughs>
3: that's, that's, that's the fun part Every, everybody can be everybody can be on the show because everybody technically is a world changer you just don't know it yet and that's my oh. job is to pull mm. that world change out of you oh
0: well, I, I love, love that I like yeah, it that's awesome, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, Drew versus the world—that's the name of the podcast. So check that out. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm pumped that you're on here, and I'm glad you picked this movie. We tend to talk about mature content. It's not the theme of the show. We just happen to talk about Die Hard or Akira or whatever you know. So um, I think we just i mean like what two episodes ago we did something on uh resident evil 7 scariest mm-hmm. fucking game i've ever played i couldn't even play it dude i had to watch dave play it and some random person on youtube play it it's that scary and it feels good to watch a little i don't know animated claymation claymation oh, from breaker. disney taste we call breaker. it a taste breaker, a taste alice, breaker. I, mean,
3: I, I remember from your alice in bornland your last alice in bornland um uh, episode and you guys were talking about that taste work. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> exactly what it is because it's it's also a medium between the two because it's not too G-rated, but mm-hmm. it has a little bit of you know. I I feel like every goth knows this movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of Tim
1: Burton in the goth community, I would think. <laughs> yes, I
2: have a I have a two year old son and we're watching Disney Plus all the time and I'm like. This might this movie might be a little bit too scary for him, you know, to introduce him to the a little him. bit that young, maybe a, maybe
0: a couple years down. In my right. head, it's not scary, but when I was watching, because I had my three year old watching, it, I was just like, "Damn, there's some uh, well, yeah, like well, yeah, when somebody pulls up a head out of a of a Christmas gift." But uh, we're getting <laughs> too ahead of ourselves. Hold on a second, let's slow down, let's catch up, everybody, real quick. Just think of something that you have done. I will, Drew, but between the last step, like last recording, what you've been up to. So I'll start with Eric, then I'll go to Dave, and then Drew, if you got something that you've watched or played that you want to throw out there, go for it. That'll, I'll go. And then we'll wrap up this segment, and then we'll talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. So yeah, Eric, what have you been up to? Uh, My segment's probably going to be
2: a little bit shorter this week. I haven't been doing a ton, but one thing I did check out was I dove back into some Animal Crossing New Horizons which I'm probably the only one who cares about that game here. I don't know about Drew, but I know Brandon and Dave don't give a shit about Animal Crossing. So I won't <laughs> bore everybody with it. But they just came out with a huge uh, 2.0 update and like tons of like quality of life stuff and a huge DLC pack. So I've been I've been diving into that a well, lot and
0: That game's gotten pretty good support post launch though. Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah, they've okay. been adding that's tons, cool. of,
2: tons of updates and everything. This this like 2.0 is like their biggest one that's come out so far. Um so okay. this game came out whatever right at the beginning of the pandemic, March 2020, so they've been supporting it since then. Um and I mean, I've been a big fan of Animal Crossing series f- ever since the first one came out way back on GameCube, but uh i've been digging into it this like if you're looking for a taste breaker, this is the definition of a tastebreaker like <laughs> compared to like metroid dread oh Although, yeah that's probably not too scary but no but it's intense um like the action and everything this game is just straight up chill out do whatever you want which i'm I don't know, I'm, I'm shocked you guys don't like this game because if you like stardew
0: valley you'll like this i mean in this new i'll, stuff tell, you update, why. I'll added, tell you why they i'll tell you why they 60 fucking bucks I'm tired okay. of spending sixty dollars for every goddamn <laughs> Nintendo game. I'm sorry, but like Game Pass just dropped like four hundred dollars worth of like awesome content, and I just spend like the fourteen bucks a month for like live and games, and Nintendo's like sixty dollars. Yeah, that game came out like two years ago. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you heard. It's sixty dollars. It's gonna be sixty dollars ten years from now. There's enough. Like, I will does say. Every, I don't know. Does I Nintendo
3: say, sound like Mark Wahlberg all of a sudden? <laughs> <Is that laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Get the <that>
0: boss. <laughs> this. This
2: game is one of those ones that is worth sixty dollars though, be just because of the constant like support and updates that they're oh, they yeah, fair. There's tons of tons of content. Like, I've spent almost a hundred hours with this game, which is like nothing compared to other people. Like, I look at other people's okay. playtime. Some of my friends list is like seven hundred hours. I'm like, what the fuck? How how do you have that much time to spend on one game? Uh, but I'm I'm loving it. I'm gonna keep digging into it. Um, the other thing that I did was. I'm all caught up with the uh, My Hero Academia anime. I finally finished. Ooh. I finally finished season five after a long time, um, and I'm I'm sad that it's over because it left on a huge the beginning of a huge arc. And Drew knows okay. what I'm talking about. He's shaking his head over there. Oh yeah, Drew, you ended <laughs> this nice, dude. Yes, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I'm glad I have. I mean, I got Dave into it a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure you, Drew. You, if you're, you're a fan of our show, you listen to our uh, discussion on my hero academia season one so i got at, at that point i got david a little into it i know he fell off a little bit but
3: i'm glad i got that someone else true. on the
2: show i'm glad i got someone <laughs> else on the show that's into my hero but my hero, i haven't hero,
3: i haven't season one was i would say by far one of my favorite single season episode like the first three episodes was my first three episodes of any anime i've ever watched in my life Really That's awesome. Wow. It's a per-
2: perfect starting point.
3: Go ahead. Sorry. Okay,
2: dude. Yeah, I mean this I feel like my hero I talked about it on the episode way long ago. Yep. This is one of our first episodes that this like my hero was the anime that really got me into anime. And like, it's just it's so it's so damn good. Like, definitely one of my favorite like superhero stories by far um, out of anything. So I'm glad I'm caught up, and like the way that it ended, really makes me want. I haven't read any of the manga yet, but the way that it ended, it just makes me want to see what happens next. So I'm really considering uh, starting to read some of the manga. But
0: how many um, seasons
2: is is that show now? It's five. It just they just wrapped up season five. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's it's been going on for for a while now.
0: And all uh, the episodes are still that shorter twenty minute kind of format. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that's awesome, dude. Okay. So I feel like if anybody wants to get into it, I mean, like sounds like it it leaves you on a cliffhanger or opens up, uh, five seasons, 20 minutes, an episode. That's Mm -hmm. bingeable for sure. What is that on? That's on, uh, it's on all the,
2: it's on, I've been watching on Funimation, Funimation. Um, and yeah, they, they do have, they do the simuldub. So like they'll come out with the, 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 um, subbed episode. And then I think it's like a week later, they come out with the dub, dubbed episode. Um, But oh, yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been great. It's been a great ride um, and I'm excited to see more of it I and mean, possibly read some more uh, some of the manga.
1: So but that's really all I've had, had going on. Have so. you have you been keeping on your uh, Batman comic book run? No, unfortunately.
2: Oh, okay. Hush is so had,
3: good. Hush is, uh, Hush when is I, good. When I was when when really I, good, when you were saying that, I was, I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't know what he tapped. I into. want it's to. It's a great series.
2: I want to get back into it, but I just I haven't had time. I haven't had time lately. But I, I that is one I want to get back to because I really was enjoying it. I don't know anything about <laughs> you guys
0: are talking about, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that Drew is into it. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, whatever. D- uh, Eric, you're good. Uh, Dave, d- is there something that you wanted to plug in
1: that? Um, you, uh... I've been kind of dipping my toes in a couple different things. Uh been keeping going with the alice in borderlands manga you know a little bit here and there nice that's yes. pretty cool it doesn't seem like that's gonna take too long to get through um played a little bit of kill it with fire got added to game pass this week <laughs> that's like a indie game where you kill spiders it's mm-hmm. as much as i got into it It seems like <laughs> it's kind of it's creepy where it's it's i don't know you can hear them crawling around um it's got that like student project game kind of vibe where like you know everything's pretty low poly there's not a lot of animation or anything to it i didn't
0: download it because of the fucking artwork dude (laughs) big ass spider yeah it looked so bad but is is it it fun i mean
1: it's kind of interesting you're like basically going through like you know, a a little apartment and you're just like tearing out drawers and throwing books on the floor and just like searching around and you eventually get like this little, uh, I don't know, like an ecto reader like they have in Ghostbusters where you can see what direction the spider is and kind of get like a hint on it. And then you start getting into like black widow spiders and you shoot them with a shotgun and then like eight other spiders come running out of it and running in all directions and you're just. Running around yeah. with a clipboard, trying to smash them, but it was a nice, it was a nice little fun thing to play for, you know, ten, fifteen minutes or whatever. Can't force yourself uh, going back to that one. I mean, it's it's fine. It's a nice little taste breaker to throw in there. Um,
3: <laughs> you, you, want, you First of all, I, I can't wait for the shirts taste breaker to come out, and then the second, <laughs> secondly, um, if you guys want to have nightmares tonight, look up Hunter Spider. Hunter spider. Hunter
0: no, spider.
3: no, oh, thank you.
1: I don't know if I need to I've, do that. Uh, yeah, I especially if it it's sounds
0: in my large area. and you. it has hair on its legs. <laughs> I feel like that's what is waiting for me if I look <laughs> it up. From <laughs>
3: Australia, hunter spider. Nope. Oh, because no. everything okay. from Australia wants to here. kill you.
1: They probably live in holes and then they bite you and your blows up to the size of like a basketball on your arm or something like that. It's just gonna say that. Oh, god, no. Yeah, Oh, god, no. It's the size I've of, seen, like, a tennis I've, racket, dude. No. I've
2: seen those videos of the spy- giant spiders on people's walls, and then,
0: and no, I couldn't deal with that. You got to no. burn the house down. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You got to burn the house
0: down. I gotta wonder if there's. I wonder if they make an appearance in the episode of Bluey, which is uh... I <laughs> fucking love Bluey. Bluey's great! Don't get Bluey. me started on Bluey. <laughs> Bluey is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Bingo. God. It's nice when a good kid's show pops out, and it's like, this is actually watchable. Like, all right. I can we, watch this too.
2: <laughs> we basically forced my son to like it because uh, Jen and I liked it so much that we just kept yeah. watching it. And like, he wasn't that into it, but we watched it so much that he eventually got into it. So
3: mm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. We watch mm-hmm. it all the
2: time.
0: I have not even seen that. You guys are... Dave, it's... Disney Dude, Plus, man. Get your Bluey, your kids off of Doing all sorts and of watching... Her. Get them to watch Bluey. It's on Disney Plus. Oh,
2: it's Blue-y. so wholesome. Blue-y. It's so good.
0: It's just... A great time
3: Dad's a, actually a i don't know if you guys have watched but the dad's a good actor man he'd be he'd be every yeah for, for like playtime. he goes all in like he was a robot he, was he makes up. He you was like, feel
0: bad being right? a dad because he's just like all right, kids what about all my refrigerator and you got a kind data, of australian right? accent is that i don't know <laughs> oh, blimey good. all right yeah, like come that. down eh I don't know. It's fucking Australian accent. It's a hard one to pull off. All right, whatever. Bluey's awesome. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Dave, what have you been doing besides uh, that?
1: <laughs> I wanted to play Forza Horizon 5. We already
0: discussed this earlier. But oh, here we go. Stupid Old Game Pass wouldn't let it. me unless so I Game Pass is constantly pumping out games. And Dave yes. is upset that he didn't get it day it released because the people who bought the game got it before the people who you know, do the to buy. You're to buy a, a special, special edition edition release to get it early.
2: It's not the official well, no,
0: release date. That's, that's the early access release date. The day, no. Yeah. As no I likened thing. it to Disney Plus, where it has a premium stuff. like, you want to watch Jungle Book? You got to wait. Mulan, same thing. You got to wait. But eventually, it does open up to everybody else that is paying yeah. that monthly subscription. You have to pay a premium if you want yeah. to get it early. That's the world
2: we're
1: in, dude. Uh I
2: mean you uh, just nope. bought I hate Call of Duty then.
0: Vanguard.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying I agree yeah, with it. But I bought it and if I Google horse horizon horse <laughs> what horse? If I Google Forza Horizon five release date, it says November first, twenty twenty one. November first, November fifth. Technically it was released. It just released so it was released like two four days ago. If I'm if it's a Microsoft game, they say it should be released <laughs> day and date with release. So I'm just being a stickler. I'm being a little rules we snob. Could, we could I'm do a whole entire episode
2: on bad gaming trends. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> I didn't know that Davis so, was such a big race car game. No, fan. I'm not. But
1: so then what do we get? You mentioned you <laughs> mentioned
0: about Call of Duty.
1: So we'll get into Fair. that because that's what I played a majority of this week. Um uh spoiler yeah, alert it is more Call of Duty uh oh, it's basically like it's like you a highlight real action movie of war and i played a little bit of you know the first couple levels in this solo story or whatever and they've got like this little tight knit group of people from like all these different countries that are going into germany to fuck shit up and uh that seemed like it was a pretty cool story um it's you know ragtag group and they get caught by the nazis and it. Holi- And hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. Um, That's good. I've been playing a majority of the multiplayer, which, spoiler alert, is a lot more Call of Duty multiplayer. Um, They haven't really changed the formula much. Um, The one thing they did do with the online multiplayer is you can choose your pace of play. So you can just choose uh, tactical, assault, or blitz, I believe the last one was. And Okay. It's take, basically taking, you know, the same map and adjusting the size and or numbers of players on the map to kind of give it that different pace of play, time till encounter where you're, you know, running into somebody. If you're playing Blitz, you're like getting shot in the back every two seconds. You're in a tiny map. If you're playing That's the tactical. That's I hate about Call of Duty. <laughs> it's bigger maps. suck at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Blitz is nice for if you're like trying to grind out challenges, you're trying to grind out kills, you're trying to just get through everything. So I usually played the middle ground, but, you know, and then they always have like that one selection before they used to have it on, uh, the old ones where you just play Nuketown over and over and over. They've got like yeah. the, the new map that's in like a small little ass building and you just run around and blast people with shotguns and it's got, you know, it's cool. Um, you're doing the same leveling up. They've got the same Battle Pass stuff in there. Um, a lot of the stuff carried
0: over from the previous one. Um, Call I of Duty's play- kind of got their formula. Like, they just have this yeah. massive audience. So why would they mess around with that, right? For
1: sure. Um, there should be a new Warzone map coming out. I don't believe that's out yet. but okay. That is on the way. But it's good. It's more Call of Duty. If you like, running around and shooting your friends. I mean, it's fun. Or strangers. Uh, yeah, whatever, you know. Other than that, um, no, that was
3: about it for me. Popular opinion, I hate first-person shooters with a passion. Popular opinion.
1: I'm not a big fan. What about, what about third person?
3: Third person, Gears of War is one of my favorite games of all time.
1: Okay, Gears of War is
2: great. Mm. Yeah, I will say, competitive first-person shooters, I can't get into. I don't mind, like, single player first person shooters. But uh the competitive scene,
1: nah. Not for me. Just, I used, is it just a, to be into sh- it. Oh, sorry. Is it just the shooters or do you do like Resident Evil Seven, Skyrim, those ones?
3: A golden in? eye guy. I'm like yeah, okay. but there you go. Yeah, I'll hit some golden eye all day every day, but she put like Call of Duty um Battleground or like I no. Oh, no, no no. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: Some of them are too twitchy. That's... Some of them are a little laggy. So a lot of but, it
3: depends on. It's funny that you. It's funny that I'm like that because in the interim, love Super Smash. So it's like it's like, it's, I don't well,
0: know. Are you a Nintendo boy? I think over Drew there and I group? would get along yeah, really. well. I know. Well. I'm noticing because like that's what Eric is. He's kind of more <laughs> in the like. Have you played Hades, dude? Have you played Hades?
3: Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, that game's fantastic. <laughs> fuck
0: yeah. I fuck that game because it's hard. But I gotta finish it, and that game is good. Um, yeah, I love that game, all right, whatever. I mean, that's I love that genre. Well, hold on, uh, Drew, what do you actually do you have anything you've played or watched lately that you want to throw out there? Because, man, uh, um,
3: dude, um, first of all, Dave, I hope I didn't smash on what you just said, man. I, I, I apologize. no, everybody's I apologize. got their own
1: flavor. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I've
3: been drinking apple juice and. It's just been going to my head well, hold on. You have been it's drinking something.
0: You, what are you drinking right now? You've, oh. You, we're on video and we record, and you have. Um, this.
3: So this is called the Wise Man. Um, just from the Wise Man Brewery, it's called Conceited Genius 2.0. So the can art is pretty dope, actually.
2: That is pretty. That's what keeps catching That's my really eye. Yeah, nice.
3: yeah, yeah. It's a uh, New England style Indian pale ale. Oh fuck um, yeah. That's it's my a, favorite. Now you're style talking of beer. Brandon's language. <laughs> yes, my
0: friend. I love Six, myself in any. Yep.
3: 6.1. Uh, yep. It's uh, dry hop with citra Tuka. Tuca. Tuka. I'm f- a beer, beer podcast now. Yeah. Honestly, I, I am a super beer snob when it comes to <laughs> my beer. So this is pretty much in my fridge all the time. This and, and you another-
0: haven't well where you where do you live though I know you're from the Bronx but where do you live right now is it I'm not self- from the Bronx here? so you don't know um no you're Brooklyn Brooklyn <laughs> Brooklyn. he's from Brooklyn where I'm sorry from. I'm a stupid <laughs> Western New York guy and they just sum up everybody in New York City is the same and then Long Island's over there but no, no you're <laughs> Brooklyn Long Island <laughs> and hes yeah. just like don't you dare mix us up
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah it's um, from from Brooklyn but now in Charlotte North Carolina.
0: That's nice. right. Okay, yeah. Well, it's cool that they got New England style IPAs down there, dude, because yeah. whenever I visit friends in the South, I'm like, "You're a bear Bro,
3: um it does. But the Charlotte, the Charlotte scene has exploded with like we went from I think when I got back here, it was 15 breweries, now we only have we have over like 60. Oh, okay, shit. Damn. Then like in surrounded areas like the kind of like the the places that kind of iffy of (laughs) places you would go for breweries they even put breweries there now so um the surrounding is probably like 10 or 15 so yeah this is a great great brewery actually and my favorite right now is um golden monkey by victory brewing company yeah that's one of my like one-hitter quitters if you know you want to have a good time but yeah sorry
0: Oh, I didn't know that you were a beer guy, dude. So <laughs> yes, welcome. I'm,
3: ro- I'm, I'm always- just,
2: uh, I'm from Rochester, so I'm just drinking my Genesis over here. That's all I got.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, what, what have you uh, been watching or playing? Drew? So Sorry, I, to keep I, inter- interrupting you.
3: No, no, no problem. I love a good beer talk. Um, but. I've been playing Super Smash like I like I like I said like that's like my go-to. I literally probably going to go downstairs while my fiance and the kids are asleep and just play a couple rounds. Get the computer, hey, man.
2: Um, well, I'll have to uh, hit you up on uh, on the switch. There, we can
1: play some Smash together.
3: My guy, sure. Um... <laughs> sure your weird
1: Nintendo friend codes. <laughs> Listen, I'm not
2: saying
0: Nintendo Online is is good, (laughs) but it's
2: it's, it's all we have to work with. Uh so Hold bad. on!
0: I busted up my Switch recently, and the updates have actually been pretty good. And aren't they adding like Nintendo sixty four games? On yes, there? they so, are. Yeah, don't get I me mean, started I mean, on
2: that. It's it's a whole thing. Gotta pay extra though, because you gotta pay, oh, extra, you gotta pay oh. the fifty dollar a
0: year. Yeah, it's a whole. It's, oh, it's a whole, it's all right, a whole thing. A all right, never mind. Forget what I said then.
3: And um, I, the things I've been watching, man, I've been watching so much recently. Um, I just got done with um, The Harder They Fall. Um, the all-black Western. um, Western. Oh, that just came out.
0: The trailer makes it look good. Is it good?
3: It's so good. So I'm a big Western guy. So Mm -hmm. I've been watching Westerns since they were in black and white, right? Um, Mm I'm not that old. I just started watching them. (laughs) Uh, But um, (laughs) they put together a couple of my favorite people in a movie, and then it's, it's a Western. I had to watch it. And I watched it last night, and I was literally on the edge of my seat watching it the whole time hmm, okay it was real good and there's some <laughs> i don't want to give it away but there's some little like i can't give this away it's pretty like simple they have they dedicate a train on there to chadwick boseman so there's it's just it's pretty dope um, that's awesome i'm gonna have to check that one out then i'm gonna go off of um eric's comic book hush um i went okay. i've been into this comic called Chinoya. it's a um it's from a black it's from a black publisher called peta comics He actually might have had him on a podcast he sent me a couple books and it's basically about this old time story about this um who was given powers through this sacred ritual and through that she was like given these assassin rules and then basically what happened is that they were given the rules of a culture that wasn't hers so she has to rebel against that, and then she forms her own spirit. Like, all this whole thing. It's a pretty good series. Um, it's part of this um, comic book. I, I, I get it on physical, but I also have it on this Black Sands Comics. Black Sands is also a comic book series that I've been list, watching too. It's like, again, old Egyptian um, stories that have been adapted into comic book form. Um, and cool. then um, also, I watched the other day. Um, classic static shock i don't know if you guys remember that static shock um Mm -hmm. that was a that's that's a classic comic book with virgil hawkins who is um a quote-unquote bang baby and what happens is that he goes into this like toxic waste dump when he was not supposed to be there and he gets the electrical powers and then you become static and um Hilarity ensues, uh, <laughs> if you say the least. There you go. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, uh, what else? What I've been watching. Oh, man. I think that's pretty much it. That's Bluey, of course. Um, Mickey Mouse yeah, Club- man. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Um, that's been my jam.
4: <laughs> there you
0: uh, go. I'm with you, too, dude. That, <laughs> is, mm-hmm. that is gold for kids, and it's innocent.
3: Yeah, but you guys are more of a, I, I say, the the um gaming savants. I, I haven't been on gaming in so long. I have a PS4 that's in there that's collect dust that I hate. But I would say that my favorite game on on a PlayStation has been Kingdom Hearts. And I will oh, ride to that to the day I die. I thought you I were going to say Spider-Man. P-I-E. Spider-Man <laughs> okay. is my favorite superhero of all time, but Kingdom Hearts.
0: Okay, all I'm dead. a fan.
3: I'm
2: a all fan right. of Kingdom Hearts, yep. I mean, I haven't played them all or anything, but like the, the nostalgia for me is there for sure. You playing know, those games on PS2.
3: Even me and my sister are about to get Kingdom Hearts, Ataski tattoos when she comes here for oh, Thanksgiving. That's, cool.
0: <laughs> that's Damn, awesome, dude! Man. Oh, Damn. Sweet. Okay, that's dedication. All right. Well, that that's is. awesome. Um, was there anything else that you you watched or played? Are you good?
3: did now i i think this um beer has gone to my head so i lost all my am of thought <laughs> oh you're good uh, well, uh
0: i won't i won't delay any longer but real quick guys so because we last episode we talked about alice in borderland right and i noticed everybody's watching squid game and i'm like man this kind of reminds me of of like uh, alice in borderland so i watched squid game i finished it um Whatever. It's a genre. I think people just like seeing Asian people put in games and then they get killed. And I would say, just, just you know, hot take here. But I would say you get more out of the characters in Alice in Borderland. Um, but the, I think the overall package of Squid Game is better. I don't... Uh, Drew, did you see uh, Squid Game?
3: Oh yes! Did you like, <laughs> did you like it a lot? Oh my god! So first episode, somebody got shot in the head, and I was like, "Oh, I'm in!" Right? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I really enjoyed it, but I love your point. I I think that is a genre that they need to classify. That is not classified, <laughs> and they probably will never classify. But yes, I love that sh- show. It's it's just. know i just it kind of fulfilled like a i don't know i think we all have this kind of like back in our mind we kind of want to see we have a little bit of bloodlust and the whole time
0: absolutely mm -hmm. if if call of duty is like one of the best-selling games clearly people like killing people for (laughs) fun and in in some capacity it's
2: like it's a human it's a human nature thing i mean it goes
0: back to fucking ancient rome like people watching gladiator yeah we're not hunting gatherers anymore so what do we do with our like lust to kill Mm -hmm. (laughs) We japanese hunger games (laughs)
3: <laughs> that, yes. that's what it exactly was it was like the coliseum japanese hunter like I entertained on, on the but, nose but come on dude <laughs>
0: come on how do you not dude? the americans when they show up in that show and like at, uh, towards the last third of the show uh, squid game these americans show up and they wear these animal masks and the acting is so bad it was so bad. I had to look it up and it's a thing. You can see articles and they, there's all these reasons why it's really bad. So I'll leave that there. But I will say that there is a character death in that one that really like to, today still, like days later, I'm like bummed about that character's death. I won't ruin <laughs> it, but there is mm-hmm. a character that dies towards the end, Drew. And I just, at, I just thought, he's looking like, at the man, camera, he's, looking he's giving at give give him, him the look. Like, like, you yeah. and I saw it. I don't want to give anything away, but <laughs> I had, I think I had more fun with Alice in Borderlands just because it's a little bit more fun where Squid Game is very dark and depressing. But I think the overall of Squid Game is, it, it do, does deliver on what it promised, which is people getting fucking killed in f- weird games. And Alice in Borderland had that whole beach shit and that kind of ruins it a little bit. So, I can see why people are enjoying that um, genre. I I don't know what that name is going to be, but anyways, uh, you know what else I watched? Drew was like, hey, Brandon, I would love to come on the show and talk about the Nightmare Before Christmas, but also Jingle All the Way. So you know what I did with my kids? We watched Jingle All the Way. I I I started watching that this week too. I saw that. Um, I need to watch that. I need to watch Uh, it again. I have yet to
1: see the whole thing. Don't spoil it for me. Well, I don't oh, know. I don't know oh, if he gets Turbo it.
0: Man. So, okay, I'm, I'm about halfway through. Hold it, so. on a second, though. So, crazy. this movie is a is a live action cartoon, which I didn't remember until I saw it. I'm like, this movie is not set in the real world. I mean, it is, but it's everything that happens is so out of the. It's just so be, crazy. Only a cartoon would do this stuff. But, anyways, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know what he is, but he's just like an office dude, and he has to get this toy, and he creates. <laughs> He he performs. You're my all number these one cr- customer. Dude, he creates all these crimes though. <laughs> so he he instead of being a traffic, he just gets to the like the right lane, which is not a lane at all, and he just drives down it and he gets pulled over for doing that. He gets um, he's constantly beating people up, employees, throwing people. Um, so he has all these assault charges. He jaywalks like crazy. He just walks wherever he wants in the city. He um, he steals. He okay, well, Sinbad literally pretends he has officer? a bomb to try to get a toy. Pretends he has a bomb, <laughs> yes. He does all these things. These are all things that he does where he's constantly- Oh, sorry, Dave. Spoilers. But it's just wild. The whole movie now. It's just <laughs> wild because like, he creates all these crimes, and at the end, he's just like, oh, but whatever. Ending he, he scene, commits, I won't ruin it. But, but the but, like, number he one
3: just... crime he commits is not being a good dad. <laughs> it's not being around uh, for his kid. So I know. Chimey. The, to- God God the God be frozen. Frozen. world of the story. Yeah. Does
1: cooler. he all right, can I guess? Does he does he end up does the neighbor having the toy end up coming into play later in the movie? Does he steal it from of the course, neighbor? Of course,
0: man. And Phil Hartman is fantastic I mean. in that movie. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he,
1: is. he is he's the best. He's but truly the when best. When he's on the Damn. phone and he's talking about the cookies, get your hands off my down. cookies. Put the cookie <laughs> Put down. down. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, I was dying.
0: Oh dude.
3: End of the movie, you would never, you would never figure it out, Dave. You would never figure out mm. the end of the movie if you never oh. watched the, end of the movie. You would never figure it out. It's so I'm wild. Gonna, I'll,
0: I'll finish it up. Yeah, watch it. It's All fun right, though, sorry. dude. Like my No, my kids were watching it and they they had a riot with it. And like Schwarzenegger in like a family flick, always delivers. So yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, I checked out a game on Game Pass called It Takes Two. Mm. Uh, it is yeah. fucking brilliant. I played that with my seven year old and. It is so good. It's a it's a two player game, and these these parents are going through a divorce, and they have a little girl, and it's kind of heavy shit, but the the toys come alive, and they are the parents, and they're trapped inside these rag doll kind of little doll like things, and you solve puzzles together, and you're trying to figure out your situation. I haven't gotten that far, just at a few levels, but the quality is spectacular. I was blown away and it's kind of like a tim burton kind of quality where like everything's mm. just kind of got like a weird look so yeah it's called it takes two they They've made something else i think well it's It's the prison escape game it's Thank joseph you. ferris yeah. um a way out
2: they made a tale and a way out, yeah. uh, the
0: brothers game two brothers okay yeah yeah so i just wanted to plug that i mean other some games i've been playing but um you don't really need to hear about that. But I thought It Takes Two is like, I need to talk about this because the quality is so good. And man, uh, it's a dedicate. it's co-op only. You have to play with somebody, mm-hmm. be it your wife, girlfriend, whoever, uh, your kid, your gaming buddy. But it is, it is imp- super impressive. Um. So yeah, that's it. And I know it came out a while ago, but I want to throw that out there.
1: That All one right, I think is right. really
0: cool. But before we jump, uh, I think the last game they released,
1: um, A Way Out. Only one person has to buy that game, too. So if you want to play with your buddy or whatever, only one person needs to own it, which I thought is mm-hmm. like the it's developer crazy. Gets,
0: gets their audience who so were like, Hey, just like you and a buddy because you need a buddy anyway. So, like, why do both buddies have to buy this? I like, yeah, I remember that absolutely super cool thing. Uh, just I, pointing it out. No, I'd like to see more developers just kind of do that stuff. I, I know it's like you get you miss out on like another purchase. But it just goes a long way because we remember that shit and we, you know, like we just we buy your games. Think of us. So I don't know. I think that's well, just it's really a, cool. It's a lot harder sell to
2: have a dedicated co-op game and be like, OK, I want to play with my friend, but we both have to buy a copy. If only, you know, if only one person has to buy a copy and you can still play online, that's a great selling point.
0: Especially when it's asking two people to have to play, it's not a single-player game. Where like, I don't care if you don't right, buy it, whatever. Exactly. It's not like co-op is like a secondary thing. The game, the experience is the, the co-op. So yep. yeah, so that's no, it's good. All right, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I yeah, this movie, the songs have been in my head since I watched it. <laughs> They're always in my head. So whatever. <laughs> so let's take a break, and then we're we'll going to the movie. Okay, we're back, and I forgot that we're recording a show. And I was like looking at you guys and like, what? What are we doing here? That's right. We're here to talk about the Nightmare Before Christmas, and this is a movie that Drew picked. Uh, I'm a family man. We all around kids, right? This is great. We see this all the time. What's funny is, even though I I feel like I see this movie just about every year, but with the podcast, shit, dude, I sat down. And I watched this movie like it was the first time. And I had a blast. So I'll just say real quick, these songs have been in my head since I saw it back in the early 90s. And it's still in my head just after watching it two days ago, real fresh. And these songs are (laughs) so goddamn timeless, man. And it's just, it's a great movie. So thanks for picking the movie, Drew. It's just fun because like you kind of overthink some of these things or not overthink, but you just, whatever. I've seen the movie a hundred times, but when you have a podcast that talks about the production of something, um, I don't know. You just really appreciate (laughs) it really makes you stop, pause and say, Holy shit. These people gave up three years of their life Mm -hmm. to make something. I don't know if we'll ever see it again because stop motion is not that popular. I mean, it's, the output is great, but we don't see it that often. So I don't know. Anyways, it was just cool to see it with fresh eyes. But before we get into the, to the movie, um, Eric, you always handle our social, you put it out there. People had some feedback
3: on the
2: movie. Yeah. So I, I put a, I put a question out there, a couple of social channels or just told people to leave their favorite memories of the movie and ask whether it was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. Um, and mm. isn't it both though? yeah, uh, like it's both, right? It's both. It can be it can be either. Um <laughs> and believe it or not, people really like this movie. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh so our buddy, as always, Jake Iveson says Yes sir. Christmas movie, Halloween movie, anytime movie. My first introduction to the characters came from the Kingdom Hearts games, Drew. Uh, And after I had to and after playing, I had to see the movie. The characters are iconic and the soundtrack is even better. Love everything about this. Um, That's true, because the one one of the things I think of when I see this movie most is Kingdom Hearts and like the Halloween Town world. And it's just so good. So good. Um, Brandon, Dave, have no idea what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) Mm, I keep my Kingdom Hearts thoughts to myself. (laughs)
2: um adam carr says the answer is yes so both for christmas and halloween uh it's Mm -hmm. the only thing that can be in the front yard is both a halloween and christmas decoration um anthony anthony to i hope i'm not butchering that uh it's a christmas movie no question in my mind okay um zach check said i didn't watch it till after my son was born at the age of two it had become his favorite movie and he still loves it at five um jared quinn leffler says this was my favorite movie growing up and i still cherish it today uh our other buddy mike alberton who's just on the resident evil 7 episode he says he's never seen it still so wow. mike you gotta fix that um, really yeah God,
4: who Crazy. has not seen this
2: movie uh, i know <laughs> My, my wife, actually, which is funny because I, I made her watch it with me and she fell asleep halfway oh. through.
4: <laughs> what?
2: Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. All right, good luck with that. <laughs> and then last one here, we got Greg Fairchild. He says, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is both the Christmas and Halloween movie 20-plus years later, and I still know every lyric to this is Halloween.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, an that's impressive one. because there's a lot of – Yeah, it's catchy, but there's a lot of lyrics. I've
2: had it in my head since yet. I watched it last night and all day today while I was working. I'm just humming
0: it.
4: (laughs) It's instantly
0: catchy. I know. My sister made a comment, too, because I was asking people, like, you know, like, what did you think of the movie? What's your favorite song? And she was like her and uh," well, her husband now. But that was like one of their first like kind of date movies, I guess, was that. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Let's just talk about it, man. Let's get into it. I... I mean, Danny, when I think Danny Elfman, I think Batman, right? And then I forgot that he did this. So I'm like, okay, so he has two things. But lo and a behold, I had no... First off, I didn't know he was from... <laughs> okay, Oigo, well, Oigo, I didn't know whatever. he was... Yeah, I didn't know he was in a band. I'm I'm an idiot. Right. Which is kind of cool because it's like saying like, like oh, yeah, do you know that John Williams from Star Wars was also in a rock <laughs> band? You know? Right. It's just like Danny Elfman makes these like um, like amazing soundtracks. I also, and he also didn't know.
2: I also didn't know that he was the singing voice of Jack. Yes, Stalinger. he is. I didn't know
0: that. I, I think I kind of knew that, maybe, but yeah, I, I, I definitely was like, "That is cool," because again, you don't know, hear John Williams do like the Duel of Fate song. <laughs> you know, it'd <laughs> be great if we found out that John Williams did that part, but it was not the case. I
2: was watching the. Um, like the making of Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a, they did like a little documentary on it when it first came out, which uh, is great.
0: Yeah, it's on it YouTube.
2: Awesome. Yep, I just found it on YouTube. I'm sure we all did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Watch it. But yeah, Danny Elfman was just saying like he connected with the character so much. He basically went to Tim Burton and was like, let me be Jack Skellington. <laughs> and oh, Tim, OK. Yeah. Tim Burton was like, okay. I didn't see that. That might have I, actually been in like the Netflix, because I watched the Netflix like yes, movies that made us one the, too. That's
3: that's where it was from. That's where it was from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay.
2: So that was a that was a cool
3: tidbit. People all day on this baby. I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for everything, Danny Elfman. Yeah, man. <laughs> Corpus <laughs> Bride. Caroline.
0: <laughs> well, before before we move too far from like Danny Elfman, he, he did the Simpsons theme song and he also did the Tales of the Crypt. Theme song among other things but i just i don't know i never knew that but when i look back on it i'm like oh, okay and then when he gets interviewed about how he came up with those songs like it just gives it. he said he met with matt graining for the simpsons and then he came up with a song in his head on the way home and it's just like that song is so catchy it's crazy um and they've all got this Mm-hmm.
1: They've all got the same beat to them, though. I don't know. A lot of Danny Elfman's stuff all sounds the same, where it's like, do 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 Like, you're, like, bopping up and down when you're listening to, like, his stuff. But, I mean, I'm it's... looking at it now, but he's him okay. and Tim worked on Beetlejuice before. They worked on Batman before. They they had a couple things already
0: in the hopper mm-hmm. by the time this thing rolled around, so. Hey, that's the music, but the movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, if if you're this weird person on this planet or maybe you were just born, maybe you're really young and you just came across our, sh- our show and you're like, what is this Nightmare Before Christmas? But, Eric, real quick, <laughs> for the person who lives under a rock, what is this movie about?
2: Alright, well, we'll just do a quick and dirty summary. We don't have to get too into it, but you have Halloween Town, where basically um, it's Halloween all the time. Well, they they prepare for Halloween all year long. Um, it's kind of their their whole thing, judging by the name Halloween Town. Uh, and you have Jack Skellington, who is the Pumpkin King, basically the the ruler of Halloween Town. I guess. Um, I don't know how else you put it. But, the alpha you know. dog. Yeah, exactly. Top dog leader of all the. He's, weird he's not the monsters, mayor because
3: there is stuff. a mayor. So. <laughs> The, there yeah, is a exactly. mayor.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not an elected government official. He's just like, the, <laughs> like we said, he's like the top dog. I don't know how he got there or whatever, but we get the impression that he's been in this role for like a long ass time, like hundreds of years, however long, because uh, the the whole conceit is that Jack is kind of getting tired of being the Pumpkin King and being, you know, always having to be scary and preparing for Halloween and all this stuff. So he kind of just uh, goes off on his own one day after kind of getting tired of the latest Halloween festivities and stumbles into Christmastown and rediscovers his purpose, essentially, and kind of discovers something new, something completely opposite of Halloween um, in every single way, you know, colorful, happy, all this stuff. And, Kind of uh, fills his empty bones with joy, and he wants to make Christmas his own.
0: And hilarity ensues. Hilarity uh, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm.
3: How long? How long do you? How long do you think it took Jack to get? Like, shit, I'd be like, I had enough of Halloween. Like, how long did you take? It, think it took him? Because he literally is. He literally is bones. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that was.
2: I watched a really dumb YouTube video of like the theories behind like who was jack before he became the pumpkin king i've been like, there too I went down there. was he alive you know was he a person and then died and then he came to halloween town somehow and became the pumpkin king because there is one like throwaway line in one of the songs where he's like um he says that he is dead which implies that he used to be alive mm. at some point so i don't know there's a, a whole rabbit hole you can it's go Disney,
1: down. so he was probably like Ichabod Crane from like the Headless Horseman animated well, series were, back in the yeah, '40s or something, and then like circled that was part it of the theories. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, same yeah, yeah that he was like the Headless Horseman.
2: Well, part of the theory was like he had to have been alive in a time old enough before Christmas was like recognizable yeah. as like a holiday because he had no idea what Christmas even was. Like he had never hmm. had any sort oh, of experience, and interesting. Which, the first, like, indi- I don't know, the first illustration of Santa Claus was back in, like, the 1800s or something. So okay. it ha- it could have cool. been around there
0: or before. So it's probably somewhere between, like, 17 and 1800s. I mean, let's be honest. Tim Burton was an animator for Disney in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? And Disney has a look, right? You don't fuck with Disney. Disney has, like, the look that they want to make. But Tim Burton also has a look as an artist. And... He sketched, you know, you, Drew, I'm, I'm I'm, looking at you as, like, the expert, but mm-hmm. he drew, like, a couple characters or something like that, and he always liked them. And then when he left Disney and he had success with Beetlejuice, he went back to his Jack Skeleton kind of drawings, and he kind of says, all right, let's, let's do this. At that point, he had a name, and he could kind of bring these to life. So I don't know if he had a backstory. I think he just made cool-ass drawings.
3: So... What happened was is that so he tried to get this published under Disney the first time around before he went to do Beetlejuice right and they he oh, was, okay. he was going to have it as like a a short or some type of like you know mini like movie or show yeah. or something like that and then they were like no <laughs> they're like no way <laughs> in hell so he hell goes no. so he goes off and I think Beetlejuice is with like 20th Century Fox or somebody like that right um he goes yeah. off does that and he comes back and he's like oh well, he's wildly successful now he's i get the chance to actually build out this thing and he again he's a writer he's not the director so uh-huh. disney disney's like okay we see you're successful with this project we're going to give you these these reins to do it but we're going to have somebody help you with it um yeah. And that's where the director, I forgot his name, comes in. But they don't do
2: it. Henry Selick. Yes. And it's his first movie. And And it's his first movie. But they Mm. don't do it
3: under Disney. They do it under Touchstone.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Right. To, like, they say, okay, we're going to keep our heads
0: away from Yeah, they want to distance themselves. It's wild. Because today, I was, dude, Drew, I was just in Disney three weeks ago. um, And it was, you know, Halloween like time it's halloween season at that time so that stuff was everywhere now today they're like oh it's great onto thong right. is awesome but they, back then they were like they put their they took their name like, off of that as much fuck? as they could we don't want to be involved with tim burton great yeah great <laughs> boost yeah a morale booster by the way like i feel bad for the guys at the time because when we learn what these people went through it's like i'm working on a more kind of disney project But Disney doesn't want us to talk about it. So I guess I'll just go to my cave and just kind of animate in a corner for hours on end and make like two seconds of film. But like, man, I I mean, I appreciate these people and their craft and their passion and love for what they do, because in the end, we to to this day see a timeless classic Mm -hmm. from from the look to the sound to the story. It's it's truly art. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the the stop
2: motion animation lends itself to that timelessness because like it's not like computer animation that gets outdated within whatever, 10 years. It's like physical, actual puppets that they're hand animating and it's done like at such a professional level, like it looks amazing to this day. It's insane.
0: Yeah, the I would say as much as as good as this movie is, you can enjoy the making of just as much if not more as much.
2: if if you're gonna watch any like making of this is the one to watch because
3: they, like, even, go how, so they even go into depth how they even go in depth how it's it's not a, just about the clay figures and the, you know the heads and the different you know movement positions it's about the lighting so think mm-hmm. about if you're joe smoe and you just step in the wrong direction and covered that light incorrectly <sighs> you got to do that whole thing damn scene over know. again <laughs> and they don't, yeah, they, 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 don't <laughs> they
2: can't just go back and edit it out you know like they gotta shoot the entire scene so again.
0: one of the things i saw that was really cool um by the way only four animators did this i guess but which is mind-boggling like these people i hope they're doing okay mentally because that's a lot to ask <laughs> out of a human being
2: well let me give you some, some let me give you some stats here it was there was uh I think there was well, four main animators, but I think there was thirteen animators like sure,
0: altogether. whatever. Why aren't a thousand involved? And I mean, but anyways.
2: <laughs> there was nineteen sound stages, two hundred and thirty sets, and over two hundred individual puppet characters. Oh my god. Like that's just insane.
1: That sounds low almost. It sounds low. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, there I mean if you think about it, there isn't there isn't that many characters in the movie. So there's a yeah. lot of like there's a lot of
0: duplicates. They of said like, 60 characters um, in total, and then t- right. they have two to four uh, versions per you know character, I guess. Something like that. Well, yeah, because because you might have one animator.
2: You, you might have three different animators working on three different scenes for Jack. So there's three different Jacks, mm-hmm. and each animator is doing a different scene with them. So you have like
0: that kind of thing going on, which is pretty insane. So, all right. We know what frames per second is, right? Like cinema is done in 24 frames per second. What's cool about this movie is when they were figuring out the shots, uh, they had a computer, right? And the computer had like a camera rig and they would be like, okay, for three seconds of footage, uh, the camera is going to start up here and then swoop down and then pan to the left. And then it would take how many frames to do that swooping animation. Once that's locked in, then they would start at the beginning and say frame one, because we know the path of the camera movement. Um, And then you would frame by frame, (laughs) do the math, right? 24 frames for three seconds, right? That's insane. Just for three seconds. Uh, What's really cool is when you... I know computers weren't really used in the movie. They were because the camera movement in this movie, I've never noticed it before. There's like a scene in, I don't know, they meet like a town hall or a church or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like when Jack is like talking. Yeah, it's a church, right? Which is interesting. And he's talking to everybody. But when he's talking about Christmas, the camera is moving around it's like it's hovering like a like a drone, and they did this in mm-hmm. the early '90s with stop motion. And I'm just and this is new technology with computer. Like, hey, we're like Jurassic Park just came out, and they 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 were using like computers at a level that they'd never done before. So it's just again, it's just sometimes these movies mm-hmm. they get better with age. And a movie like that, it's just to be winging it, kind of like you just. I mean, you're taking some of the best people, right? You're Disney. You're buying some of the best talent, but still. Knowing that like one mistake could start you over and put you behind budget and blah blah blah. It's just I just Well think about this. They said they said one minute
2: of the film took a week Week, to complete. It's insane. So don't give me any crap. Anybody
0: that's listening, we're like, I have writer's block. (laughs) Go talk to the guy we had to do like a reshoot on like a 5 second scene or something like that. Or like a, or the minute if he had to do a minute he was like yeah mm-hmm. we uh, bumped the camera and something's off so we got to do that all over Well you mentioned
2: you mentioned the 24 frames per second Brandon that means they had to do 24 different
0: poses for 1 second of film. And if you look at that church scene everybody's in those in their rows and everybody's moving wolf man's moving mummy man's moving mm-hmm. everyone is moving yeah, and insane. i'm just like mm-hmm. how do people have the patience to do this so i just it's just it's craft fucking love for what you do though it's just love mm-hmm. through and through to make this happen and i don't know i just appreciate it and it's so different from everything we've been watching because we talked about Akira and it's the same kind of reaction I'm having where like every second of Akira is a masterpiece. How does this exist? And Drew was talking about the lighting. I didn't know that they had like 20 or so like more lights just rigged the way they wanted it to look. You got animators, you got people using computer arms and you got lighting and you got storytelling and music. It's just... People want to know why movies cost millions Even of dollars to make. It's because of this shit. Because so many people are <laughs> <Yep>. involved.
1: <laughs> you think about uh, Christmas Town and like the lighting that goes into something like Christmas Town, where you have to have specific lights on mm-hmm. and like window lighting and shadows coming through and stuff like that. Like it's, it's funny because it they,
2: they said um, that was actually the first scene that they shot yep. of the movie oh. is the Christmas Town oh, no, scene. Yeah. The what's this? Like, they wanted, yeah. The what's this oh. one? Yep, that's gotta, the first thing that they animated.
3: You gotta think that it was pretty simplistic because it was just Jack, mm-hmm. a bunch of elves, and maybe Santa Claus, and a bunch of like other lu- bulbs and things like that. But it was just the, the town that was, it was mostly set, exactly. set dressing and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't really. You know the characters of Halloween Town, where you had the guy that I remember that one guy he had his like whole face dripping off. Yeah, dude. Or the (laughs) the witches, or the Wolfman, like you were saying. That the remember the claymation, the clay, the 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 Russian doll guys. That kind of was Mm -hmm. like got bigger and bigger as they was putting the gifts on. Like Mm -hmm. that that Christmas scene was pretty simplistic compared to all other scenes. Now that you say it,
0: I can kind of look back at it. And and notice that it is a little bit less going on compared to Halloween Town, uh, but it has like the catchiest song in the world. Yes. So, Drew, right? Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Like, i told these guys before, but like that, what's this song is in my head all the time. So every yes. day, I have to pick up for my for my two kids. They just make a mess in my house, and every day and I'm picking up found. a toy, and a, place a place sock. To Something, and I always have to ask myself, what is this, right? Like, what is this? But because I've seen this movie, (laughs) it's always like, what's this? What's this? Where does this thing go? Where's this? What's this? Is this dirty laundry? What's this? What is this? 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 (laughs) That song is literally in my head every morning, and it's catchy, so it's just in my head. There's three songs in my head every day. Binary Sunset from uh, A New Hope. The Ooh. the uh, Back to the Future uh, oh, theme yeah. song. That's a good one. And those this, are, what's this? Good ones. These three songs are always in my head. Now, those are three great songs I have in yeah. your head, but still, it's just yeah. I had them talk about it. I say, if any, if any songs are going to live rent free in your head, <laughs> that's
3: those, what I got those in are my good
0: head.
2: Choices right there.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah, I will pay them rent. Um. Yeah, right. <laughs> The the And the good thing about this movie too We're talking about the visual effects It actually was nominated for the Academy Award For Best Visual Effects And the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation as well So it, awesome. their visual effects and their presentation Was actually very much um, on display And it was given accolades by even their peers So mm-hmm. we can say that all we're saying is 100 true that they put their damnedest into this movie and that's what makes it so timeless to me is because you don't see things like this anymore like Coraline try to do it you know um corpus bride try to do it but this didn't have that that appeal because it still has that kind of like kind of like i don't know like robotness to it mm-hmm. that the old school um claymation movies have to it it has such a smoothness to it that we can enjoy and it's still it's still timeless to us because like you were saying that church scene i don't know if i don't know if it's a church or town hall whatever it is but that church scene is like damn you're like all these things are happening and (sighs) i know have to be these people are probably been doing this for like two months (laughs) this one three minute scene
2: yep it's insane One thing I always wondered that they did show the making of was how they animated their mouths, um, like when they were talking. So like for Jack, he has like they said he had like four hundred different replaceable heads that they would swap out, like for each shape of his mouth. Like that is just insane to me. And like they had these cheat sheets of like what each sound of this mouth made and like what it looks like and they had they're all numbered and everything. Like you gotta
1: keep track
0: of all those. You gotta have heads. a
1: phonetic you have a phonetic layout basically. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the, here's your A yeah.
0: E I O U. And each of those vowels makes a certain shape of your mouth. So there's like happy version of A E I O U, angry version. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, no reaction. And everything in between. Like, yeah. you still have to time that up to the music that's playing and the speeches mm-hmm. that are going on, too, which is just. If crazy. you look at Sally, so Sally is a little bit different. Like, the, you know, like how they had to make a mask for mm-hmm. her character because they, they had a, her hair was like different. So, like, they had to build her differently than they did Jack. But what one of the big takeaways I, I learned about her is that. The other creatures are comfortable with their body. But Sally was created. You meet her creator in the show. Um, I forget the name of the the, the character, but he's like a Frankenstein kind of character. He um he makes Sally, so when Sally walks around, she's animated in the way where she still hasn't figured out her body type, which I think is like mm-hmm. Well, they purposely tilt the scenes. Yeah, and yes. Yeah, so they move yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just like the attention to detail. Like you wanna know why this is a classic it's because of everything was figured out not just the good songs and like it looks good but like characters like sally the camera moves differently she moves differently she was handled differently Mm -hmm. they didn't cut corners at all and it's just it's a masterpiece there's nothing else to say it's 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 truly deserves all the merits that it gets because Every time you look at this movie and you dig in deeper and deeper and deeper, there's just more gold for you to learn outside of it. Like like when they were making these sets, the puppeteers and animators or whatever, they were like, okay, but we still have to be able to reach these things. So the way they cut the town, like there's little openings, little, little areas for like the animators yep. to kind of pop through and move stuff. <laughs> Could you imagine? All right, take. Shot. All right. Cool. All right. And you got to go up there, move a little bit, and everybody's just moving everything a little bit, like Lizard Man, Wolf Man, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Witch and Jack
2: and. And before, laser. before each of the full size sets were built, they built like the scale models, so they had to do like the the quarter size scale. Models oh, okay. Then, like, I didn't know that. Gradually scale it up, so like they had to build like three different versions of the same set, and just to make sure that it worked, you know, before they actually built the full scale thing.
3: I'm just going to say, this is amazing. I love this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You love
0: this movie. And you got like three other dudes to geek out uh, talking about it. Um, well, here's a question. Hold on, Drew. I, I got a question for you. So mm-hmm. it's called The Nightmare Before Christmas. But if we actually take a step back and look at what that means, knowing how it all ends, it ha- ends happily, and everybody kind of learns their lesson and blah, blah, blah. But, and the bad guy's defeated. What is the nightmare before Christmas? What is the actual nightmare? Like, what does the title mean? I mean, we can kind of say it's, it's Jack and he tried to ruin Christmas on accidentally and he tried to like steal like Santa Claus's thunder. But what is the nightmare before Christmas?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a deep conversation. We I can only have. thought
0: about <laughs> this right before recording because because if you look at it, Jack Skeleton sees he dis, he's bored of Halloween. He wants. Mm-hmm a new purpose in life or death i guess but and he discovers christmas town and i think it's on fate i think it was all purposeful i think it was meant to happen um and he, he comes out of the experience more excited about halloween than ever before so it ends well but it, to me like the nightmare is probably the people right the kids that are opening like a bot, a present and they're holding a dead head or a snake that's has wrapped I, itself around a tree. Yeah. It's yeah. I think the I nightmare think was like this horrible experience that happened. Um is that Would what you, we all think it is? You're saying
3: you're saying that the one thing that you're saying that the evil doer is defeated, you know, the oogie boogie or whatever. But I never thought of Jack as a evil doer. Um I always think as he was he was just somebody that's trying to find his purpose, like you were saying. And he explored a different side of himself, and he created this quote-unquote nightmare. So I never really thought Jack was dead, right? I don't think he was ever alive. I think Halloween Town, because a lot of people don't really think about this, when Jack went into that forest, he saw a bunch of different places of the world. Mm. Oh, Boogie
0: Boys bring back the
3: Easter Bunny. (laughs) Yeah, he saw he saw the Easter yeah he saw the Easter town he saw all these other towns. So in those towns, those are the realities for them. So I believe that Halloween Town's reality for, um, uh Jack, but a good series to come out would be that Jack goes and explores all the other towns and he and hilarity ensues. Right, but, (laughs) um, I think that you're hundred percent right. I think that the nightmare for Christmas was what he. Created for those kids at that moment was the, the yeah. devastation and destruction, of, or the commitment of Halloween into the Christmas Eve kind of atmosphere. I, I, I would like to, a story about how those children's mental capacity is after, <laughs> <laughs> after they got those those heads and those ducks that were biting, biting, and all that <laughs> stuff. I would want to know like how they how are they now. Like I would like, like a, like a, how are they doing now? Like moment of those children. Like what? How are their lives? They could you now-
0: imagine Christmas morning? You open up a box, and you g- grab by the hair. Uh, like close your eyes and think about this. A, uh, he- a real head, a uh, head that's been decapitated. Just a those kids. Yeah, dude. I can see why this our- like. Um. Yeah, we gotta like death. Of I don't think we want this. this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And are they are they in Halloween? Are they in Christmas Town? Listen, you, I had a are they I had a, a question about world? this
2: because okay, I was thinking about this while I was watching it. So, technically, "quote unquote" Halloween Town has all the portals to the different worlds. Do all of those other worlds have portals yeah, to of other course. worlds? Well, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah because Jack uh, or no, because they had listen. Have... You know, let me finish. Or is Halloween Town technically the real world? Because if we look after Jack gets shot down after, you know, he's doing his whole Santa, Santa Claus <coughs> yeah. thing. He go he's, whatever, he lands in, like, this graveyard, and then he somehow goes under this, like, grave and yeah. is transported back to Halloween Town
0: somehow. So, I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because it even starts where Jack, re- everybody returns from Halloween, right? From, like, the real world where people trick or treat. So... If they didn't know about those trees and know about Christmas Town and Easter Town and St. Patrick's Town or whatever, if they didn't know about those portals and what have they been doing all this time? How have they been going to other people, right? Right. So I thought about that too, where like is Halloween Town an actual place? Mm-hmm. And you can go there because right. how have they been going to? Because he says, "Great job, everybody! Also, I think our best year yet." When, when, but like, where did you come when from? Jack <laughs> flies out. He doesn't. He doesn't fly
2: through a portal to the real world. He just flies up into the sky. Well, well, that's yeah. true. You know. So how does he get transported to the real world no, unless is, oh, they're actually already
3: I'm, in it? This is where I'm thinking. So. The actual world that in which people see or they're able to the other like I guess holidays are able to exist into is outside of the holiday world. So it's and like
2: a, a purgatory, almost yes. <laughs> between all of the other worlds.
3: Yes, and so the problem is the reason sense. the reason why that Jack didn't know about Christmas and St. Patrick's Town and all that. And, all that other towns is because that's like another medium that's not a gate, quote unquote, that's not open for other ta- other people to see. But my question also is how did he get access to those towns and other people, like you were saying, and other like Santa Claus didn't know about them, or did he did he right. know about them and he just didn't want to fuck with them? Excuse me. Sorry no. language. But <laughs> um so is it that Santa Claus may know about it, but didn't want to mess with Halloween Town or everybody else is kind of like under this assumption, like, hey, we don't go into other people's towns. Is there <laughs> like a, like a watcher almost like. Looking over them like, hey, you. Who made? Yeah, who who
0: constructed this? Who are the architects that created these tree portals? (laughs) And then who created Santa? Who created? Who created this shit? Right now, we need to see like an origin story of like who are the architects. I'm thinking, yeah, I I like Drew's point that the real world is a shared world
2: between all of the holiday worlds because obviously Santa Claus can access the real world as well, and like. The you know people from Halloween Town can access the real world because they celebrate Halloween, all that stuff, scare kids on Halloween. So clearly, there's some connection between the real world and all of these holiday worlds. I like that we're
0: actually taking like this very mature adult <laughs> approach to a fucking kids movie. But here, real quick, so there's these like um boogie boys, right? They're a little bit different because everybody else is like a monster, like a stereotypical kind of monster, right? And then you have um, the boogie boys who apparently align lock? themselves with the traitor kids, right?
3: Lock, block and barrel,
0: lock, lock, shock, and lock, barrel, shock yeah. and barrel. And, doc- and the doctor,
3: you was talking about, it was Dr. Flinkenstein.
0: Oh, okay. That who, who originally one. was supposed to be the villain, but they ended up going with, um, boogeyman, I guess. Oogie. Oogie oh. Boogie. Yeah. But anyways, uh, lock, shock and barrel. Those three kids, uh, People theorize that those names represent how they died. So Locke, he looks like he froze to death. He was locked out and he oh. froze to death. Um, Shock, she's the witch-looking girl. If you look at her hair, it's all like kind of hard angled compared to the other witches that we see. Her, she just looks mm-hmm. very different. So she was electrocuted. And um, barrel, this one was a little bit weirder, but he was locked in the barrel with like ooze or acid or something like that and that's why he looks like he's been fried and kind of um green
3: green and all that
0: stuff yeah so but that's 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 the theory and what their names are i've always assumed that they were um real kids but now that i think about it no they're not real kids but i think they're dead kids and i think they just represent the trick-or-treating kids of the real world yeah the trick-or-treaters evil spirits there's like yeah everything's kind of like
1: halloweeny in general there's all the stereotypes around everywhere which is one thing i thought was really cool about this if you talked to me five years ago i would have never seen this movie i've only seen i don't have the uh decades long of appreciation that you guys do i probably only started watching this maybe like three years ago when the kids were younger but the fact that they created a Halloween mascot that has stood the test of time out of this movie is Halloween needs like, that love. There's no songs yeah, other than the Monster Mash. For
2: sure. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, and Monster even Monster like mash. you've just
1: got like vampires and Frankenstein and standard stuff, but coming up with
0: the Pumpkin King is kind of genius. The king. Um, yeah. You know, a king of Halloween. He do you, So and, did you know that like Tim Burton, I think it was him, where he said that. He saw Halloween decorations in a store or a display of some sort and they and then they still hadn't taken down that one display, but they were already putting up the Christmas one next to it. And he was just like, Damn, that's a cool concept, where like what if there was an overlap? I that's what he said, I guess, in this in that part of it was um he lived in California, so they didn't have many
1: differences between the seasons. So the reason they could tell between the seasons was what decorations were up in the stores. Really,
2: We're living it now, baby. Have you been to Walmart? They I know. had Christmas decorations yeah. out before Halloween was even over. <laughs> Lowe's was the same thing.
1: Beginning of October, they already had Christmas stuff up. It was infuriating. <laughs> so... All right, you guys... You guys are gushing a lot. Can
0: I can I be the Oh here comes Dave, I be the bearer of the Debbie, can I Debbie, Debbie Downer. The devil's advocate. The the bear. of design is not the greatest design. We all know that. But it's no, a I love song. the Boogeyman. Oh, but his song is great. Okay. Alright. Well then what's the complaint? Yeah. It's not long enough? All right. Well, Dave hates <laughs> musicals. only one so of That's them?
2: that's the thing. Dave hates music.
0: Step one is
1: Step one is musicals are kind of silly, let's no. be honest. Um <laughs> There are some, there are some, wait, wait, no. there, Come out. Let's hear there are out. some Let's s- out. Let's hear slower, <laughs> not all the songs are bangers. Uh, we'll get, we'll just get that right out of the way. There are some slow, there's some slow waltzes, parts where I wanted to fall asleep. I could see how my wife fell asleep during some of the slower songs. Yeah. Like Jack's Lament early in the beginning. Like that one's a, that one's a snoozer. Um, there's a couple ones that are not as great. So. I, it's just devil, devil's advocate. There, another thing that got me um, because I listened to, like, my kid has loved this movie for you know the last two or three years. Uh, the soundtrack, they cut Patrick Stewart out of this
3: movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is baffling to me. I didn't even Jack know about this. Jack and
0: Sally supposed to marry or something like that, and
1: so he. The, there's the beginning intro the little monologue, and then he actually recorded the, a longer beginning and a longer end, and basically they cut both of them down to a few lines and reassigned them to, uh, says so Edward Ivory, the guy who played Santa Claus, uh, yep. his voice. But if you listen to the soundtrack, it has both of the Patrick Stewart monologues in the sound soundtrack. Hmm. which, And I think the movie would have been, I mean, you guys love it already, but it would have been even better. Having both of those in there, just hearing his voice, you know, kind of explain, and I mean, the monologue at the end, he talks about, you know, what happens to Jack after this whole escapade and all that kind of stuff, where he sees little skeleton uh-huh. kids running around and stuff like yeah. that. And I think, I think it gave a it gave a better wrap up on the whole movie. It, it kind does, of ended a little abruptly. It with, does end. Um, a- <laughs> Jack and
0: Jack and Sally just like it's a tight all right, it's a tight 80 minutes out or now whatever, whatever it is okay. oh, I'm sorry sure. uh didn't they just like give like their whole heart and soul to give us like those minutes that like you want to squeeze out another 20 minutes and they're like right. I can't I haven't seen my wife in months. That's like another 6 months of work. This <laughs> their <laughs> fingers are was, all nubbed. And this baby.
3: Halloween dark movie what it really needed was um a puppet and skeleton sex to have kids. That's what. It really <laughs> I was That's better. what I really needed.
2: I don't know. I think you'd have to get to uh, Doctor Finkelstein or whatever his name was involved <laughs> with that.
3: Back to my original quote. Jabber. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I I learned I didn't know this, but I learned that yeah. um, Vincent Price, the famous you know classic horror actor from back in the day. He was supposed to be the voice of Santa Claus, but his wife passed away. And I guess, you know, I mean, I mean, his wife passed away, right? So he was so sad that when he went in to record his lines, you could hear the sadness in his voice. And he was not himself. And they couldn't use Vincent Price, uh, which is crazy. You like, can't have Vincent a sad Price. Santa Claus. No, you can't. So I, I yeah, like the voice, though. This, and I love his voice, sad. but I like the voice that they ended up going with. I, I think the um, – like Catherine O'Hara, right? I think mm-hmm. from – Yeah, um, she's just, Sally. I didn't know she was in this. Oh, she sings, Yeah, I didn't know that either, man. She does like
3: – Oh, Herman.
0: Yeah, and then Paul Rubin was also in this too. I just – I had no idea – that these actors were in here. So, I don't know. It's it's always cool when you kind of learn about the voice actors and all the stuff they had to go through to make the movie. But the music's good. The voice acting is really good. Um, also,
3: Danny Elfman was multiple characters. He wasn't just Jack Skeleton. Oh, who else was he? He was the clown with the tears in his face. Mm-hmm. He was also... Um, was well, he? I think he was that... But well, he's the guy that's in the cello, right? Yes. He's also... Um, he's barrel? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: And Catherine O'Hara is shock, I yep, think. Yes. Exactly. Well. She's she's uh Sally in shock, correct. I'm
3: hmm. seeing. Oh. Tim Burton was actually okay. zero. The <laughs> dog. Oh wow. It had That's like funny. one like bark. It was like woof. And he was like, Okay, pay me a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> he gets a sag card and, and he's Dave... Good. It's got to be somewhere I, in his own
3: I 100% agree with you. All the songs aren't bangers. I, I have to. No. I, the first lament was, like you said, was kind of like, mm, I kind of had to push my fiance over that edge too. I was like, okay, it gets better from yep. here. Trust me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but
1: yeah. Then, yeah, once you get to what's this and making, we didn't even talk about making Halloween. That's one of my favorite ones of the whole movie right there. Mm-hmm. The, this slaps. is Halloween.
0: This is Halloween. Mm-hmm. No? No. Making Christmas. Christmas, yeah, making Christmas. Christmas. Oh, did I say making Halloween?
1: Halloween?
0: Yeah. So there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this uh, cool video on YouTube actually that talks about there's these four notes or something like that in music that have been used for like years, like hundreds of years or whatever since you know Mozart time. But but, bum bum bum, bum. That specifically is in. A lot of stuff from Star Wars to this to back in the day. It's in a lot of songs for some reason. But somebody has a YouTube video that talks about those notes. Bum, 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 bum. It always represents like sorrow Mm -hmm. for some reason. Um, It's got that sound to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. We kind of gloss over this, but there is a villain because it's not Jack, right? The bad guy is not the bad guy. He's just lost. He's re- redefining himself, right? He does a bad thing. Obviously, you know, he hires the boogie boys. He steals a holiday from... He thinks he's helping Santa out by giving him a day off. But he's really just kind of taken over. And it's kind of a jerk move. But he's so caught up with the idea of Christmas. Because he's so different from Halloween. and Everybody loves Christmas. Um, but Boogeyman is in there and while I think his design I think is kind of lame. Like I it's just like he's just like a sack. Maybe there's an understanding there. I just don't understand it. But it's a sack of bugs. But the mm-hmm. bug the Dude, the bugs I, was very impressive. Like how they did in that. And one of the
2: in the yeah in the making of I wanted them to show how uh, they did too. that because I'm still blown away by how they like unraveled his sack and at the, the end and all those bugs just started dripping. Oh my god. And they had to animate all those bugs, like, individually? Like, That's what I'm saying. And then me. they
0: added, like, night, like, uh, the the nightlight effect. And just, you're ugly. You're ugly. I can't believe my eyes. That's one of my favorite
2: scenes of the movie. And it's just, like... like it,
0: the oogie boogie stuff. It's just rock and roll at New Orleans kind of sound. And it's just it's just fucking awesome. Because so, it, it's totally different from, like, all the other music. I'm gonna give
3: you a little dark, darkness into that, to that part. Okay. So the character the person who played oogie um his name was oh my goodness i'm slipping uh, ken, ken page
2: something ken page ken page. okay so ken
3: yeah he was older so ken page thought that he was going to get ripped away from NCAA ncwa ncwacp um because he thought that it was going to come off um oogie boogie was going to come off racist so Tim Burton and the director had to like negotiate him and say hey like they literally went to the council meeting and was like hey he's gonna do this character and we're gonna sit down with him and and we're gonna and they gave quote unquote their approval but uh he hmm. was very like adamant against doing this doing that role really like, he okay, oh. killed it i mean he did kill o- it. i know <laughs> and Oogie boogie is one of the characters i didn't it's funny because usually you see the villain in the beginning of the movie, and we didn't even know of uh, yeah. him until like what, probably like half, like forty minutes in, forty five minutes in. Yeah,
2: well they do the they do the thing that I love where they like they showed him in the moon, yes. like I am the yes. moon. Whatever, in the beginning, man, they kind of tease that a little bit, and then yep. they they show like his shadow throughout the movie, like his silhouette, because he does have that distinct silhouette and then they finally show him in his big scene at the end
3: which was another a good part of of Heart
2: they teased him throughout the whole movie <laughs> yes
1: yep yeah well, the when the kids are about to go uh, they do their kidnapping santy claus santy claus which i think dun. is that's such a good one. One. it's a jaunty it's one such a good play on the santa claus because you know they always Halloween Town. They think it's Santi Claus with C L A U S. Sandy is, Claus, Sandy, like Sandy, which is I such saw. a good play. Yeah, because if you look at the what is this video and you see the silhouette of Santa Claus, it looks like he has actual claws in that, his shadow, that's which funny. is kind of crazy. Just little Jack's, little cool things like that.
2: Yeah. Jack's uh, whole song about Christmas at the end, they call him Man. Sandy yeah. Claus. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, uh, So what's cool is um, and this is always like the magic of some of these things but like Danny Elfman and Tim Burton, so Tim Burton would be like okay, so here's the idea here's like the, the idea that I need for the song, and then Danny would be like okay, great, and then three days later he would have a song and then Tim Burton basically was like, yep, alright, next song. It was just so much magic that they, he just like, give him a couple days. And I'm like, dude, how did you write some of those? Like, Alright, you guys are saying that all the songs are great. Like, I get that. I grew up on Phantom of the Opera, and I think those slow songs that you guys don't like, they remind me of Phantom of the Opera, so I You're don't to. have an issue with it. Oh, is that? Supposed to. Oh, okay, so that's, it's like fucking one-to-one to me, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have an issue with them, but uh Christmas time I'm sorry, um This is Halloween and like what's this? Mm -hmm. Um truly those two songs are great songs. And it's just crazy that he could write I mean again, he you know he wrote the Simpsons song in, in the car or whatever, and that's a theme song to a hit show. But uh he he I don't know. He just he delivered on what he was supposed to do. And then he also did the singing of the main character and I don't know, maybe this is why we like Star Wars because John Williams always shows up and he just makes like great songs and how do you not make good movies when you have a good um composer? Like Jurassic Park is another I mean John Williams in general, like just all of his work is really good. So when Danny Elfman was in the zone and Tim Burton is like this weird kind of director, he has this weird style and he's he's very specific and he's got his own thing going on and Danny kinda of comes in, they just kind of pair well and they do Batman together and Edward Scissorhands together and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's and, – and, and knowing that Tim Burton also is bringing another director. So you got the other guy kind of coming. He's got his, his – and then he got all these animators and all these things. So it's it's very ambitious, but I just love that they just trusted each other. And when you look at the stories of Star Wars, there's a lot of trust. That's why like 4, 5, and 6 works six work so well is because George Lucas – trusted the directors that because he didn't direct five and six right he trusted everybody everybody his wife saved like a a new hope in the editing room right so there's a lot of trust and it's nice to see tim burton in this phase of his career where he just was trusting so many people with this idea because today i don't know if he has the same pull it's a shame and I don't know if it's because he's got like the George Lucas thing where he just shows up. He's like, you're the name. We're all here because of you. And you just point at us. And next thing you know, we got lines like saying is everywhere. And I hate saying it. And I'm Like, I don't want that to happen. And I think I think that's what we're seeing with Tim. I mean, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, so, but that's what I, see I I think you're 100% right. I, I think
3: this is his crutch. He's using too much Johnny Depp. That's his crush. It, it, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That's oh, I could yeah. have said this so much shorter. It's, it's Johnny Depp out of here. Like, yeah, it's just like,
0: and I love when a director has their actor, but like, we gotta move yeah. on from
3: Johnny. Using too much Johnny Depp. Like, okay, we get it. He's your guy, but like, Tarantino, you know, you're gonna see Sam. You're gonna see Samuel Jackson, or you might see like, um, uh, well, DiCaprio. DiCaprio.
0: Nah, he's got the in there. Yeah. But
3: yeah, I love me some Johnny Depp. He's one of my favorite actors. But goddamn, like. <laughs> Come on now. Alice in Wonderland. I was like <laughs> I was like the first one uh, didn't hit, like the second one's not going to hit either. Come on, stop it. <laughs> but
0: and Tim Burton does not want to make a sequel to this. I see shit. Which I thought was a cool part.
1: I don't know. He's I saw an interview with MTV that he's like it's not a mass market kind of movie and he wants to keep it as pure as possible and stuff like that. So not like, hey, I got a popular thing. Let's pump out some, you know, whatever because like, you could do a you could do an animated version of this super easy at this point but mm-hmm. the fact that you know the nobody's touched it since is kind of a adds a little bit of charm to the movie I think because mm-hmm. it's uh it's its own little self-encapsulated thing
3: yeah because like I was saying before it would be easy just to make like hey that goes into these other portals and you know sees other worlds and gets in
0: I thought uh, the sequel would be coming out like it Two years later, and that's we would be like seeing him like hanging out with leprechauns. I'm hoping never.
2: Happened. I'm hoping this would be like. It seems like one of those like sacred franchises that just kind of that they don't touch. But with Disney, you never know. They Let's own this so they're gonna they could milk it for all its worth.
0: Yep, you're gonna see like Jack. Uh, and Sally and their kids in—they're gonna have like a show or something like that. Who knows, right? Yeah, I can just, see that. just leave it. Just leave it as like, it it's is. It's gonna be
3: like Vampirina.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god! Oh god, no! That, I, that song <laughs> was
2: stuck in my head for so long.
4: Well, Vampirina. Vampirina.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: that should go hard. I'm like,
0: does nerd alert? You guys are cracking me up. <laughs> um. All right, so we've been talking about this for almost an hour. What is there anything else that we feel like we we could hit on before we wrap up and get into the final segment of the show, but like I mean, there's so much to talk about, right? But like I don't know. I mean, there's so many characters, there's great songs, the visuals are awesome. It's it's this lightning in the bottle of magic uh between Tim Burton and the people that he worked with. You know, I I think it gets better with age. You know, like you're looking at this movie that was made in the early 90s and you're just like, wow, how does this exist? It's the same thing, like I said, with the Cure*. It's just like, wow, this is made in the late 80s. How does this exist? And it's just, you know, seeing what Pixar does and what they do with Avengers and all those movies. It's like, we're really good at making stuff with a computer, but mm-hmm. nothing, I don't know. It's just something to be said about yeah, stop motion I think, animation.
2: I think it's it's at this point it's a lost art. Um, And I think that's why this film is so unique and it's like nothing I've ever seen before, like, and still haven't to this day. Cause I mean, this was really the first like feature length stop motion animation film ever released. Like there was obviously like shorts and stuff before this and Tim Burton's done some since then. And there's been other like variations, claymation, all this, but like this one is like the standout, like gold standard of stop motion animation, And I honestly don't know if we'll ever get something like this again. Like three years of work, hard, tedious work to create something this magical. And like you said, Brandon, it's timeless. And like, it's, 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 it's a great movie. Well,
0: let me ask you guys this then, because out of all the movies that Tim Burton has done, and he's done some good ones, Pee Wee Herman uh, is in there, but I mean, this is what I think of when I think Tim Burton. I was going to say, like, is this like his greatest film?
3: His not his greatest film, but I believe his most iconic. iconic film. Yes, yes,
2: good. That is a good word to use. Yeah, the, okay, the
3: film that the film one film that like you were saying, you, when you think of him, you because I feel like even his style. You can understand from this film, like if you see Alice in Wonderland, like okay, just Alice in Wonderland, like put Tim Burton's spin on it, you can be like, okay, it's Alice in Wonderland plus Nine Before Christmas. Yes, like, it Or, is. or it's like it's mm-hmm. chocolate, like um, Willy Wonka and chocolate factory. It's Willy Wonka and chocolate factory, the one, the OG one, plus Nine Before Christmas. You know that kind of like it's a so what if Tim Burton would. did that. That's exactly, exactly. yeah, you're absolutely right. But nobody's yeah. done Tim Burton mm-hmm.
0: movies like th- yeah, that's a good point. Like, Edward Scissorhands is Tim Burton. You know, like mm-hmm. Beetlejuice is Tim Burton. So even though he yeah. didn't even direct this movie, he, he was creative control. Like he, Tim it's Burton his vision.
2: is the the definition of an auteur. Like he has his style. He has like his thing that he does, and like no one else really does it. It's like it's. When you see something, you know instantly. Well, I'll say this: that's Tim Burton.
0: Like Halloween just ended, right? Like for us, um, at the time of this recording, like a week or so ago, and I don't see many kids dressed up as um, Beetlejuice or anything else that he's done. Maybe Jack Sparrow, but he didn't do that movie, Uh, right? Tim Burton didn't do that movie, did he? No, no, yeah, no. He just—it's just Johnny Depp's in it, but um, but people dress up. As, like, Jack Skeleton. I still see it. I still see Jack Skeleton. Like, it's like you guys said. It's iconic. It's got... It's Tim Burton production in a stop motion. And it's unique characters. And it's got music. So... And it's Halloween. Like... How many good Halloween movies are there? There's horror movies, but for kids, for families, and all that stuff. And this is, and it's that cool thing where it's like it's horror, not horror. I'm sorry, it's Halloween, but it's Christmas. You know, Gremlins yeah, is like Christmas for this Yeah, I just love when people blend around with a genre like it's a mix of this and mix of that. So I always like to think of this as
1: don't forget in the about
0: don't forget about Frankenweenie. I was gonna
1: bring never up never saw it. Weenie. Is it good?
3: Frank is a good one.
1: It's not bad. That is a that is. I didn't know that was Tim Burton, but it actually makes perfect it's sense. Re- that a, it is such
3: also a, a. It's also a remake. It is a remake. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. So there's an OG one that's like and from oh, again 50s or 60s that was literally like a Spuzz McKenzie looking dog that they yeah. electrified and got live too. It's actually pretty good. The OG one interesting
1: catherine o'hara happens to be in that Again, movie as well yep. so you know he's i remember
2: i remember seeing frankenweenie like when it first came out but i i couldn't tell you it's well i mean like any tim burton movie it's pretty dark for a kid's movie like it's literally about this kid's dog that <laughs> dies yeah. and he has to bring him back to life and it's like a zombie dog um but i remember it being fun but not like i said not as memorable or as iconic
1: as nightmare before christmas that's for sure
3: no a so Corpse Bride I and still Batman would be like my next... Oh,
1: for forgot Batman. Yeah. Dumb. I was going to say, Batman's my number one as like far as Batman and Beetlejuice are my Tim Burton classics. And Danny Elfman did the theme song to that too, right? Right up,
0: right up in there. Yeah. Yep.
1: For both, I think. So.
0: Okay. All right. I think we've talked it's... enough about this movie. Um, that was fun. It feels good <laughs> to, to talk about a family movie f- for a hot second, man, because we just... I don't know. We just talk about, I mean, we did like star Wars visions and all that stuff, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people die in a lot of the stuff that we talk <laughs> about, but then here we are talking about a show where or movie where everyone is dead, but it's like charming. Oh, so,
3: Ted. Exactly. You, 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 you don't have to get to the ending cause it's already there. <laughs> They're already dead. <laughs> These characters
0: will live forever mm-hmm. or exist forever. I guess I should say, um, in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. I, well, uh, we're at the end of this so let's take a break and then we will get into movie 20 questions where i'm going to have you three work together to figure out what movie i have picked out so let's take a break and then we'll play a round of movie 20 questions
3: how's the caribbean
0: no it's not (laughs) (laughs) matrix matrix silencio
4: What have we here? Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's
3: talking about. (laughs) You're joking, you're joking.
4: I can't believe my eyes You're joking me You gotta be This can't be the right guy He's ancient He's ugly I don't know which is worse I might just split a seam now If I
3: don't die laughing first
4: Mr. Oogie Boogie says this w-
0: We have returned And we have a game And it's awesome Because Drew I don't know if you've ever played 20 Questions Especially on a podcast But I picked a movie that's it. That's the theme. It's a movie. And the three of you are going to take turns guessing what it is. Now, you can't just say the name of the movie, right? You can't be like uh, Die Hard or Terminator 2 or whatever. Because once you name the movie and it's wrong, game over. I would make sure out of the 19 that you technically get, and the 20th one can be your guess, but um, just make sure that's... uh. That you guys know what you uh, think you know what the movie is, and they and they should be yes or no questions. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Is Brad Pitt in this? Is 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 this made in before nineteen eighty? You know, whatever. But yeah, I have to be able to just say yes or no, uh, and that's it. So everybody, good, good. I'm ready. Don't worry, I picked a movie that I'm pretty sure we've all seen. So I'm not going to just pick like some random. It's the movie. Matrix. Um, <laughs> you don't know what it is. Um, that does help, I guess, knowing that it's a fairly common movie. So there's your tip, but let's begin. Who wants to start it off? Uh, should we start weaning down decades, I
1: guess? It's usually, I think that's the easiest way to start going. That's that's where I go. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. I'll just pick one. Yeah, go for it. David. Is this movie made in the 90s? Yes. Nice. Nailed it. First try.
0: Mm,
2: okay. Uh so this is Nightmare Before Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would well, that be funny? <laughs> They'll never guess. Um is this movie uh, going off that? Is this movie a live action movie? No. Ooh. It still could be Nightmare Before Christmas.
3: Is this movie an animated movie?
2: Yes. Hmm. Is this movie 3D animation? No. No. Okay. So, what was the movie this... we had for 20 questions before
1: where I asked that, and then it... It was, you know I'm it was Nightmare about? Before Christmas was the answer to that one, remember? Oh, where, that's Where right. he flaked out on the animation, yeah. He
0: wouldn't give us a chance. Okay. I argue that stop-motion animation is not really, um, like, hand-drawn or CG animation, because technically you're taking live-action <sighs> photography and just moving so fast that it looks like it's animated. So technically it's not technically so, it
3: has animation at the end of it. And but... there's
0: rotoscoped animation in there. Yeah.
3: And
2: all that stuff. So, uh, well, I don't know. Well so whatever. basically this can't be nightmare before Christmas anymore. <laughs> um is um, this is this a Disney movie? Good one. Yes. Ooh it nineties, ooh. ooh. Um is this traditional like two D hand drawn animation? Yes. Okay.
3: Does this have a Disney princess in it?
2: Good no. Question. That Ooh. is a great question. That's a good question. Very good question. Because there, that was the era of Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Aladdin. I'm thinking Aladdin, Hercules, that's, all that that's stuff. I was,
3: that was my first like.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Two D. Um. So there's no princesses in it. All right. Well, we got got one, two, three, four, five. Seven questions down. We're on number eight. Uh, All right. I'll take a shot at this one. Uh, Does this movie have lions in it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, hold on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: There
3: could be be a bolstered version. (laughs) Is this a a sequel? (laughs) Good question.
2: No. Good question. Is this, does this, (laughs) is there a character named Simba in this movie? (laughs)
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) Is it the Lion King?
2: It is the Lion King. Uh, Oh my God. Good.
0: You guys went, Uh, that was perfect. I broke them. Straight for animation, too. I didn't stand a chance in that. Dave, Uh, great question. Well, Dave nailed it with the 90s right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't help. And the Disney?
2: Oh my God. Uh, It was, yeah.
3: Once so you took away the princesses, I was pretty like I was like I I'm totally out of the game. So
0: there's only <laughs> Lion King good point. Oh, yeah, I
1: was gonna be like
0: who who framed Roger Rabbit? I don't know. Do you? I have a backup one in case this happened where you guys answered it right away, just because like I don't know like what if they answered it in like five questions? So I have another movie. Do you guys want to do it or do you guys want to just end the show? It's up to you guys. I'm I mean that only took five minutes. I'm I'm do it. I'm ready do to another. go.
3: Another okay. I'm up late baby. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> Alright, we are going into um, Bonus round Round two, which is more of the real round I was just kind of playing with you guys and want to see what would happen And you guys fell into my trap little yep. warm up. So, uh, Here we go <laughs> We have begun the second round mm. Was this m- So guess what it is Was this movie What's this, <laughs> What's this? Was this
2: movie <laughs> made, released After the year 2000 No okay um was this movie released after the year 1980? Yes, okay, so we got a 20 year span there mm-hmm What do you do two 90s movies in a row maybe, but I'm thinking it's an 80s movie
1: uh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm leaning the same way. Uh, is this a live yes. action movie?
2: okay is this movie aimed more towards kids?
0: No.
3: No, okay. Is there a male lead in this movie? Yes. Um,
2: would you classify this as an action movie? No.
0: <laughs> you don't know what it is. Get out of here. <laughs> I
3: think I do. <laughs> I Let me see. Uh... Okay, this is...
0: I want
1: to, I want to make a go for a Dave. Guess, I mean, no. go for it. We'll, don't. well, no, mine, mine would be my movie a little too precise. Um, hmm. Live action, not kids, not an eat. action movie. Live action,
2: not action. Yes. Okay. I still want to nail down genre. Um, would you classify this as a comedy? Yes. Mm. <laughs> what are you thinking over there, Drew?
3: Hey, don't don't shoot me, guys. I'm going to ask this question. Um, Just don't guess the movie. <laughs> <laughs> was this movie released in 1986?
1: No. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, What were you thinking? What were what you we, thinking? Is it Back to the Future? <laughs>
3: I I, I I can tell you guys what I'm thinking without losing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as I mean, long as we don't guess. Yeah, as long as we like don't guess. It's
3: the it. day off. Oh, okay. it's not
0: that. Nope, it's not that. Oh <laughs> right. Um. that's specific. All right. What?
2: <laughs> so it's a it's a comedy. Would you <laughs> classify this as a teen comedy? What's a teen comedy? Okay, starring starring teens. That's what I mean. Oh, like no. a bre- Breakfast Club no, type no. thing. Okay, not
3: starring. It's not teens. starring teens. It's not starring teens.
1: So we still know it's in the nineties. Is 80s? there? It could be eighties or nineties. Eighties or nineties. Uh, is there CG in this
2: movie? I think. I think no. I know. Computer it is. I think I know no. what it is. I, hold no. on. No. We didn't narrow. Down. Is this movie? Was, questions. This, was this movie released in the nineties? Yes. I know what it is. I that's know it's eleven
0: what it questions. Is. That's eleven questions. What's your 12th question? Is this movie star Jim Carrey?
3: Is it what I think it is? If, if
0: that's, that's twelve stuff. questions, the answer is yes. Is this
2: movie? Hold on. Is this Jeff Daniels also in this movie?
3: Yes. Is
2: this Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Uh. Yes.
0: <laughs> how how are you guys doing this?
3: <laughs> I knew uh. it. I'm Am I that predictable? With my I'm that predictable. the mask. <laughs>
0: oh, I almost picked the mask. Mm. Uh, but I didn't want to play games with animation. And and, yeah, god damn it. I thought you guys would not go comedy. Man. Oh, man. As soon as was I was, I,
2: it clicked in my head because I was thinking, I was thinking 80s, but then I'm like, wait a minute. I know, I know. Brandon likes Dumb and Dumber, and I know it came out in the 90s.
1: <laughs> <It was laughs>
2: I'm going to put out
0: Jim Carrey.
1: i mean he did have a lot of he did have a lot of good stuff in the 90s too so i that's why i was like okay before i just guess the answer i gotta make sure (laughs) Uh, yeah dude it's like the
0: does this movie contain lions like yeah right yeah (laughs) i think we got it (laughs) yeah no that was good um well congratulations guys you got me both times, so um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'll, work, I'll work. You know what's? It's hard, though, because I don't want to be jerking and come up with a movie that n- somebody hasn't seen and they're just kind of, like, sitting there. So I tried to pick something that's popular, but that's I think that's making it a little bit hard because, like, guess what? Popular movies have popular actors, so you can kind you of narrow it down. Um, I'm going to get yeah. you guys, though. That's a goal it's of but, mine.
3: I guess it, it makes it difficult, but it also... Like they're using their knowledge of you too. <laughs> yes, I know. They're using me. <laughs> we know you too well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I
0: loved it. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for playing, Drew. Um, we're at the end of the show. So if you want to kind of plug anything, again, it's Drew, Drew versus the world, his name is podcast. But do you have anything going on that you want to shout out or people where people can find you? Or, you know,
3: whatever oh, you want. Sh- Sure, first and foremost, I would like to thank you for and um for having me on the podcast um It was a super duper pleasure of mine i guess again long time first time um and hopefully <laughs> next time <Space> Jam. um <laughs> but oh, yeah. if you guys want Space me Jam. to uh if you guys want to listen to the podcast, we listen to this podcast right now um and then also you can find me on Jewverse world dot um, com it's not as good as the nomads website but we'll talk about that later um <laughs> <laughs> um and um anytime you want to you know follow the podcast you can go to drew the world podcast everywhere you listen to the podcast um and also if you want to sorry if you want to uh, follow me on Facebook, it's due versus wall on Facebook as well. So um nothing coming up every week. We're having new episodes come out. Also, I'm also executive producer, a uh, part of the Content Creators of Color, a podcast group that's featuring six um creators that had, we had 30-day challenge um in October. And every day of 30 days, we created podcasts and content. That sounds exhausting. Hmm. It How was, was, that? A that was a stress- lot of work it was super stressful and i hated it and i didn't do 30 <laughs> days so but other people did so i want you to go out and support it's their for a good work. cause exactly so next version will be in february um so please look out for that so yeah those are all the things universal world podcasts and content creators of color and thank you guys um and if you listen to this it already passed but i'll also be a guest speaker at Afros and audios a podcasting summit and i'll be speaking about the art of interviewing so tune into that nice. as well
0: awesome oh cool yeah well that's awesome well, good luck with that man i didn't know you had that going on so that's awesome well sure. thanks you know thanks so much for visiting um and visiting 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 <laughs> the show. i don't know why did <laughs> Thank i you say for visiting. That? Because yeah, was,
3: we're I'm a nomad. Are you? I'm part of nomads. Yeah, now. you're a so nomad I'm, now. But I'm like visiting, I'm gonna go somewhere yeah, else.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for traveling with us in this journey. Um <laughs> I picture us sitting around the fire and we're just kind of like it's nighttime and Tell like stories. we're just kind of sharing the stories like oh, I went to the land of it takes two. Yes, I had a great time in that game. <laughs> well, I don't wanna, what am I talking about? Um <laughs> uh no, real quick though, Eric, yeah, we Made. Did we talk about the website? We made a website. Right, yeah. we updated the, the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check it
2: out. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's nomads dot com. If you didn't get, if you didn't guess that already, Brandon designed it. I built it. Dave
0: managed it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I watched. watched. There's three I people
0: watched, on honest. the show, and two guys did the work. Whatever, Dave. Don't <laughs> worry about it. It oh, yeah. happens. I did
2: QA. exactly qa we need it we always need everybody needs
1: needs a little testing
2: yeah check out the nomads of fantasy.com just launched it you can listen to all of our episodes there it's basically your own little nomads podcast player in your pocket um you can reach out to us there we'll be updating it in the future with more stuff to come so keep an eye out on that uh as always you can follow us at nomads of fantasy on basically everywhere facebook twitter instagram uh, email us nomads of fantasy at gmail.com
0: and that is it. Well, that was beautiful. Thanks for plugging our website and our social. Again, thank you, Drew, for visiting. Uh, thank you, Dave and Eric as well. Um, yeah, Drew, Drew versus the world podcast. Um, we're the Nomads of Fantasy, and we just talked the hell out of what was the name of that movie. The Nightmare Before the Christmas. Nightmare yep. before Christmas. I, I'm yep. sorry, but it's, it's like, a, I want to no Fantas- say the No Man's a Fantasy. It's because it, I want to say the of fantasy in Fantasy. Because it starts I, with the the. You yeah, Your program uh, to say the. What kind no of mess. host am I? Can't even get the name right. What a mess. No, um, Alright, I think I've had too many beers. I had a lot of fun on this one, though. It was really cool, so great. thanks again, great Drew. Time. Yep, and uh, you guys ready to get out of here? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. See ya. Yeah. Peace out. See ya.